Hello and welcome back. You're listening to a Three Men in a Boot podcast. Hello. Hello. How Hello. Are you? Those are the other exciting men in the boot. Introduce yourself, boys. I'm Wesley and I am ready to play. I'm Jack and I'm on Skype. <laughs> yeah, well, we're all on Skype. It's a new format we're trying. Um, the last time we were here, we were all in the same room. Yep. It got a bit heated, literally. Uh, yeah. so, I punched Jack, uh, took a tooth you did, you, you did do that. So we've decided now that if we all move to different parts of the world and just got Skype, mm-hmm. it would be easier. This has yeah. nothing to do with the fact that Ollie and I have just graduated and are not in Oxford and Jack is in Oxford. That, no, that didn't factor into it at all. Nothing. I wouldn't take it personally, gentlemen. We've got a new plan for Series 2, devoted listener, which is that we're going we're gonna to be more succinct, aren't we? We're going to be tighter. So um, we thought we'd do, what we'd try and do, is cram a whole evening's entertainment for you into one podcast, because that's a pretty good treat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the best treat. It pretty is. So, should we, should we waste no time? Yeah, let's, let's waste wait for it. none at Come all. On. Ding dong, what's that? It's 10 o'clock. It's wow. the news. Should, do we need some kind of jingle here? Some sort of... I think that'd be, that'd be great. So you start that, Wes. You start that. Keep going. Keep going. That boom, 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 yeah, boom, and Jack, boom, do you want to like come in with like three minutes of boot news sure. at some point? It's... Right, you ready, Jack? It's six o'clock and you're listening to three men in a boot hold news. On, hold on. I thought it was what? ten o'clock. It's ten o'clock. You're listening. Or six to... o'clock. All right. It's, okay. it, it, it's 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 sometime between six and ten. Eight. You're listening to three men in a boot news. This just in: one armed man applauds the kindness of strangers. <laughs> State prisons to replace easy open locks. Homicide victims rarely talk to police. Rare Rhino goes on Tinder to highlight crisis. Federal agents raid gun shop, find weapons. Porn star sues over rear-end collision. Baby gorilla in China has been named Harambe McHarambe face. (laughs) Diana was still alive hours before she died. (laughs) Nine out of one people are bad at maths. Pensioner's massive cock has become a local tourist attraction. Man trades baby for 15... Now, this says big mans. I think when I typed it out, it was meant yeah. to say Big Max. I did notice that, actually. Man trade... <laughs> now, trading a baby, if you think about it, for 15 big men is actually yes. quite a sensible, sensible That's a good trade. Deal. You're trading something that is totally useless at slave labour for something that yeah. would actually be quite good at slave labour. Yeah, it's good. Uh, and my final one, Midget Sue's Grocer cites belittling remarks. Angry Seagull forces Cornwall Tesco's to close after taking over the pet food aisle. Woman in sumo wrestler suit assaulted her ex-girlfriend in gay pub after she waved at man dressed as a Snickers bar. And that was the news. That's the news. You know what? I think, I think BBC News would be vastly improved with those sort of headlines. I, absolutely. It makes the world go round. But, I, just, I just want to see Hugh Edwards say some of those things. Yeah. If he gets round to saying anything, though. Well, Ollie, <laughs> uh, I heard uh, Hugh Edwards was here right now, actually. Tom Jones? Is that you? <laughs> Tom <laughs> Jones introduced Hugh Edwards. That's oh. great. <laughs> We're actually from the country of Wales. I am. We can only do one Welsh accent. Yeah, well, yeah one. We, we can only do one. 
is that is that is that true? You know, like they say, you know, all, all men with blue eyes originate from one person. All Welsh people originate from Tom Jones. <laughs> Sorry, what? what? All all blue eyed people originate from one person. Yeah, all blue eyed people originate from somebody in the black from the Black Sea. Have you not seen Avatar, Jack? <laughs> They're all blue. No, this is actual fact, Jack. What? <laughs> What? We don't dilly-dally in fake news on this show. This is actual fact. Well, this is um, news to me. Nice. This is all news Speaking to of you, which, surely. this is actually... This, this one I'm, I've just got in front of me here. It's quite a big news story this week. You can frame... It was on the news last week. You can frame tattooed skin from your dead loved ones. Do you see this? What? Can, all I can say, Ollie, is it's nice that you're branching out uh, on what you look at on the internet. <laughs> Yes. It was it was it was on Radio Four last night. There was a uh, there was a man who had taken his father's tattoo and asked somebody I don't know who to cut cut off the skin with the tattoo on and have it like surgically attached to his skin. Why would you attach it? I mean, just frame it and put it in your living room. You don't need to have you it on. Just you. frame it and put it. In your, don't do either. Well, yeah, that's true. Or just get just get a picture of it on a piece of paper. <laughs> Take a picture of your dead father's leg. Yeah, and <laughs> put it as your screensaver. Do you ever it's look at people like that and think, "I live in a totally different world to you"? Mm. I mean, Jack. sure, get a tattoo, but um, you know. Well, well my—I uh, should say—my brother's just come back from Cyprus, and he—he's got it. He's eighteen, and he—he he had a tattoo on his ankle. Mm. Oh, what's it of? It's a little uh, diamond thing. A little diamond. Uh, a diamond, a little three D diamond. Did and, you ask uh, him why? Bassy? I didn't get. I didn't get around to asking him. That's a pretty dated joke, Wes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Let's just let that one pass. Cutting edge comedy here. Yeah. Diamonds are a girl's best friend, at the very least. I think that would have been a. Um, why? So why did he get a diamond? Well, I, 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 I think his girlfriend got one. I think he felt I'll follow suit. Hey, okay. like that one. His anyway. girlfriend got an actual diamond, and he got a tattoo of one. Oh no! no I, I think I think she got like a like a cuboid on her ankle. How long have they been dating? Uh, I think it's coming up to about a year. Well, I'm sure they'll. Uh, I'm sure they'll get along well. You know, they, they, yeah, they, they've got two tattoos. They've got to be. Uh, they've got to be close to get that. Imagine explaining that one to your next partner. Well, you know, what what does a diamond signify? Maybe you well, get cards. Maybe you like diamonds. <laughs> maybe maybe you're weird. Like Shall we move on? Perfect. Yes, let's move on. Let's. We're going to a, a new segment, which is actually an old segment, a very old segment, called Show and Tell. Quite long, Jack. I feel like I'm going to war. Well, sometimes it's what it feels like doing something out of Zulu. Last season, we had some problems, mainly, let's, let's not beat around the bush, mainly with Jack and mainly with racism. Mm. So, well, um, I, well I, think that was a, I think that was something that was shared between us. I don't think I was the sole bearer of racism. Um, but we've brought from our old studio in my bedroom uh, the famous racist trapdoor. So that's going to just sit beside us. So careful, Jack, mainly, that you oh. don't put your foot into it or, or any other object. Um, or we'll have to push you down it. Mm. It's fine. I'm, I'm no, prepared. On, on that note, can I jump off with my first fact? I'm ready. So, apparently, the French army 
was the first to use camouflage in 1915, obviously World War I, um, and the word camouflage came from the French verb to make up for the stage, um, and guns and vehicles were painted by artists called, artists called camoufleurs. Now, my first question is, um, something that Jack would probably say, the big racist that he is, um, do we think that they did that so that they could run away more easily? I see, because of course the French famous. But yeah, f famous for surrendering. <laughs> no, no, Jack, no. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, forced. You can't Whoa. pause on this because that just leaves me. Famous, Jack, Whoa. the French are very famous. You took it in a whole different direction. You can't pause. You, you got to keep on talking, or that leaves me with a racist opening. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was unfair of me. Yeah, so really, terrible. the first people to make camouflage in this 18, when did you say? Not 1915. Uh, 18, right. Okay, wonderful. 18, you know, they, they originally wore uh, French, uh, French, uh, red trousers. Uh, and that's why they were so noticeable and they got shot a lot. Oh, so it was, <laughs> the camouflage was brought in after this, was it? Yes, yes. Can you, can you imagine thought... if you wore red, red trousers, red trousers, I don't know, Jonathan Ross. It, can you imagine <laughs> if you wore red trousers and got shot in the leg, and then the medic is trying to heal you, and he's sort of going, where's the injury? And you he doesn't really know, because your legs are covered in red. Terrible. That's a very kind of uh, Benny Hill-esque scenario <laughs> yeah. he's painted there, Wes. Also, I mean, I don't know how how bad a surgeon you're going to have to be to see the man get shot in the leg and go, well, I can't see it. It's all red. So yeah. <laughs> I'll just give up. You'll be all walking off. <laughs> what were they called? Camouflage alerts. Cam cam camouflage alerts. Camouflage. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's, that's quite an impressive job because you've got a lot of colours <laughs> to deal with. Really? I mean, you're basically yes. dealing in mud, grey, green. That's kind of the... But is there, a, is there a technique to camouflage painting, or do you just go all out? I, I read recently... You don't, you don't I, turn yourself into glitter, Jack. It's just it's meant to blend into the background. On, on, Jack's, on Jack's question, I read recently that Kylie Jenner had stolen the designs for her uh, camouflage... Um, the French Army. ...from someone else. And it did make me wonder how difficult can camouflage designs be? How, you know... Low must she sink to steal camouflage designs. It's just some squiggly shapes, isn't it? Why is Kylie Jenner camouflaging herself? She's got a television show. It's for some of her clothes. Right. And why, Sorry. why is it is it that you if you're a fan of Kylie Jenner, you want to hide? Is that it? I'll admit, Ollie, I'm not an authority on the matter. I, I barely <laughs> heard of her about two weeks ago. I see. She she runs the government, is that right? Is that right? Yeah, that's what I'd heard. Well, I've got a, I've got a few things to say, mm. but basically, um, what I thought I'd start with was you. You said camera. What was the word? Camouflage. Right, camouflage, which is quite a, without meaning to be rude, quite an effeminate word. Mm. But what I find interesting is that the French have not always had this reputation for effeminacy. Mm. If you roll back a good, well, two thousand years, let's face facts. Mm. Um, when they weren't the French, they were the. Uh, people, not the French. The Gauls. The Ooh. Gauls. We got there eventually. Deafening silence. Yeah, well, uh, the Gauls, who lived in Gallia, 
uh, oh, yeah. became the French over a series of years. But the Gauls had a reputation for being particularly barbaric and particularly rough and and, and manly. Big bearded people <laughs> lived. I lived hear the Gauls had so. big uh, hearts. Mm. It's it indeed worth. Um, and I wonder what happened in those 2,000 years to move from this sort of reputation for fierce, fuck-off Gallic men to the sort of uh, ooh-la-la um, reputation they have today. Well, tell us, Ollie. No, no, I, I genuinely do wonder. Not, not a fact. More. Oh. Uh, well, what's a, your uh, theory? Oh, my theory is they were conquered by the very effeminate Romans. Um, who weren't very effeminate at all, but I imagine some of them were. But is um, it is it actually being effeminate, or is it just becoming more cerebral, and therefore, um, kind of what is traditionally seen as a, a you know a, a muscular and brutal lifestyle being less necessary? That's a very adult and intelligent point, Wes. And I, I think the only way... Far too adult and intelligent. Is, Jack, do you want to jump in to uh, lower the tone? Or? <laughs> no, well, I was, gonna, was going to, but um, no, that's uh, that's far too highbrow for me. I'm going to stay clear out of this one. Okay, hey, Wes, yeah. we're about to move on to a very special new segment. But before we do, I have you got have one more facts. fact for us about the French? I had two more. Well, give us two more facts about the French. Okay, so, so um, this is more interesting than it is funny. But um, at <laughs> oh, least, good. At le- we'll be the judge of that. At least forty percent of music on private radio stations must be of French origin. Um, the what do you say? Must be. Must be. Yeah. And what, by, by what law? Yeah, law. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about that? I haven't heard enough French music. Yeah, I haven't heard any French music. Is this this rule only in France? Yeah. 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 Right, okay, that makes a lot more right. sense. Right, I was, was going to say. Like, I listen to Jack FM a lot, and they very rarely play French music. So, uh, I also believe day. it extends to cinema. A certain amount of French films have to have been produced domestically. I see. Mm. To maintain well, that is actually an interesting fact. Um, nope, yeah. got nothing. Any, any thoughts on that, or should we just what? leave it go dead? <laughs> is that the... Uh, is that the um? Is that to help the uh, the the movie industry in France? Is it that dying that they they're cheating or what's the? And I think I think the French prize their culture quite highly, so it sort of protects their um, it protects their cultural heritage. But the question is, does it ever ever cross the borders? I mean, do can any of you name a French band? Uh, uh Le Band. Racist joke. Careful. <laughs> Le Band. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, I can sing a French song. Please, please do. Non, je ne rien. Non, je ne regrette rien. Can't, can't do that. I, I was surprised and glad you didn't sing Frère Jacques. <laughs> <laughs> can you give us that one, Jack? Frère Jacques, Frère Jacques. Generic French words, generic French words. So no, is the answer. I, I don't know the rest of it, I'm sorry. Uh, to be fair, you didn't know the first bit either. <laughs> is that not uh, it? Well, the Frere Jackers, right, certainly. but then... Yeah, well, yeah, that bit. <laughs> it really petered off after that. Um, yeah. I've got okay, one more boy. fact. So Louis the Nineteenth was the king of France for just 20 yeah. minutes, the shortest oh, wow. ever reign. He ascended the French throne um, in July 1830 after his father, Charles X, abdicated. 
and he abdicated himself 20 minutes later in favour of his nephew, the Duke of Bordeaux. Um, can you imagine that? Imagine the frustration. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you've waited years and years to come onto the throne, and then yeah. it's gone. So, but what did he do in those 20 minutes? I mean, yeah. Not something much. must have changed. I mean, I know what I'd do in those 20 minutes. What but would you do, Jack? What would you do, Jack? Would you reform the parliament? Would mm. you... <laughs> Deal well, with French's massive economic problems in the time? Improve well, the I'd, democratic I'd, system? Well, I'd, 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 have a, I'd have a good stab at it, yeah. I think that's, that's really fun. all you can do in 20 minutes, just have a good stab at it. Mm. <laughs> you know, make yeah. starts on things. Start yeah, an email yeah. to someone. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, just had, I had a crack, I did my best. It wasn't for <laughs> me. Crack. I'll see okay. you all in Nice, you know. Maybe this is why there was a revolution. I'm glad, to be honest, Jack, that you would only be on the throne for 20 minutes. I think that's about 19 <laughs> minutes too long. Very true. Are you ready yes. for a new segment of the show? Yes, let's. Oh, yes. Now, I've been very excited uh, about this segment for a, for a long period of time, since this morning. Um, and it's it's pretty exciting. We're going to have to do a jingle for it, Wes, because I don't think Jack can do a jingle or it would just smack of arrogance. Um, right, what's uh, the jingle? So if you can give me a sort of underneath bed of excitement and adventure music. Oh, OK, OK. You've seen him on the radio. You've heard him on the television. And now it's time to welcome to the podcast the adventurers, Mr. Sutton. Oh, thank you. Thank you. We, we've decided that Jack has some very interesting stories that you lovely listeners would love to hear. Yeah. And today's story takes place where, Jack? Well, well, because we've been talking about France, I felt it necessary to to have this story set in France. That's okay. That's fine. Was it originally set in France, or just move it? it? No, no, it was originally set set in Paris, of all places. Ah, Paris, Paris. Which I went there. Some uh, little backing music while you tell your story. Oh no, that's not necessary. (laughs) Okay. No. Uh, No. So I I went to to Paris for the first time. So that was very exciting. now, if you go to any large city, uh, the metro is often uh, the way to travel. That's uh, a fact. Metro. Yeah. Um, you can get 10 tickets for €14.50. Euros 50. That's a bargain. <laughs> Jack, you sound like one of these people that <laughs> you meet at a bus stop and they, you know you get 10 tickets for €14.50. Yeah, yeah. That's brilliant. It's brilliant. Uh, I, I was on Cloud Nerf, as it were. Nice. Um, nice. And, wow, that's uh, impressive. Uh, yeah, this is going to be great. So, um, I'm with my friend who I'm staying with, and uh, we get onto the metro. One friend. And uh, I- I'm sitting, you know, watching the stations go by, uh, and suddenly, out of nowhere, it happens. Um, what happens? I get, I got a nosebleed. Oh. Now, now, hang on. Now, I don't know if you ever oh. been caught off guard. Right. Is that the end of the segment? Or that, no, that <laughs> far, far from I it. Mean, far from it. Well, it's a pretty interesting story, isn't it? Yeah, that's wow. That was a climax. No, hang on. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you've ever been caught off guard by a nosebleed, but it's absolutely <laughs> horrifying. What, did it sneak up on you? It did. I was just sitting there like, whoa, what's this? It started on your leg. What's going on? Yeah. I was so caught off guard, I was wearing a white T-shirt. That's how caught what off guard I was. What was the velocity of the, uh, of the sort of brain drain? Well, it was dripping. It was dripping. I won't go into oh, detail. Okay. So it wasn't... It wasn't gushing. It was just a couple of drips out of your nose. Well, yeah. Well, I, so I, yeah. Well, I adopted the the traditional nosebleed position, which <laughs> in my case was frantically sort of throwing my head back and pinching my nose. Mm, um, uh, yeah. I, I, I don't really worry about the taste of blood. I sort of ride the ride and, and hope things uh, peter off. Mm. Um, and a French lady 
sitting across from me actually saw this and she actually kinded me kindly handed me some tissues and i i assumed she was french because the packaging on the tissues was in french mm. so um naturally yeah, I, I mean detective jack had his had his yeah. knout on yeah yeah so she then actually proceeded to show me what i can only describe as the french version of the nosebleed position uh she leant over and oh, held gosh. her nose showing me what to do mm. so right so she mimed how to hold your nose Yes, she she sort of looks at me and said, sort of saying, no, no, this is how you do this. this is, you're doing you it struggling wrong. with the nose hole. You're going to die doing that. You've got to lean forward, accept the nosebleed, let it flow. Ah, I so I thought I'll, mm. yeah. So I, I thought to myself, well, I'll, I'll humour her, and that way, if I do collapse, she'll take the blame for her technique clearly not working. And mine probably would have worked. So I would have, uh, yeah, I, I'd have sort of saved my bacon there, as it were. I Do we have any medical right. experts that we, that we know which way you're supposed to go? I think she's right, because I heard Stephen Fry saying the same on QI. And as we all know, oh, he's a very Stephen intelligent. Fry is the fountain of all knowledge. So Yeah, you are. Okay. Well, well, if he'd been on the Metro West, I probably would have, uh, probably would have listened to him more than the lady. But that and wasn't I, I, I don't want to jump the gun, Jack. Yeah, but I presume that the story finishes because you met this girl and you didn't know how wonderful it was going to be, but now you're married and you live in Nice. Not, not, not quite, not quite, Ollie. No, no, right, no. Okay. Um, we we eventually arrived at our stop, um, uh, and I noticed there was some, there, my, my my nose was still bleeding, and I noticed there was some blood on on my white t-shirt, um, which is a nightmare. You think, oh, white, damn. Um, and so I needed the bathroom. Um, <laughs> Uh, for, for various reasons, I, I sort of wanted to hide myself from from potential French people who wanted to show me their way of stopping a nosebleed. Of course, yeah. Uh, so I, I went up to the ticket booth, bearing in mind, of course, that my hands were covered in blood, and I tried to explain to them that, that I had a, a nosebleed and I, I needed to use their bathroom. Um, so I, yeah, I didn't, didn't waste my key stage three French lessons. Uh, th- then the guy behind the ticket uh, booth went, uh, "This is not the place." What? Mm. Did he think I'd gotten a nosebleed and gone, ah, I know where to go, the nearest metro station, that I had to report a nosebleed incident there? Maybe he meant this is not the toilet. Maybe. It it does look like a toilet, but this is actually the queue for um, buying a ticket. I must say, Jack, I'm amazed that you... Now, listeners, I don't know how much of this we will cut out in the edit. But Jack now has managed to talk about his nosebleed on the Metro for two and a half hours. I don't know how he managed <laughs> to drag it out for that well, long. I've still got a bit more, so just My, strap it. Oh, Do you wow. remember the bit with the chicken and, 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 the, and yeah, the dog? And the mayonnaise. And the mayonnaise. Oh, yeah. incredible. incredible. By now, I honestly thought I was going to die from loss of blood. Attila the Hun died of a nosebleed, and I thought I'd be joining him. <laughs> this was yeah, but yeah, but, but instead, as well. well, yeah, but instead of being like at a feast celebrating my latest marriage, I die in a Parisian metro station unmarried. That was my biggest fear. I eventually um, uh, managed to m- make my way uh, well, backstage. Um, backstage. I don't know what the technical term is. In a um, metro, and, it's not that. No, and got into the the staff room. Oh, I uh, see. Sort, sort, sort of clean you myself. Were school now. No, not <laughs> clean myself up. You became um, head teacher. Yeah. Yeah. But my, my white T-shirt was ruined. So I asked oh. the man at the desk if they had some lost property, which, which hadn't been claimed, so I could maybe take something. So I couldn't walk around <laughs> in a bloody T-shirt. I'm not sure how that works. 
Well, they had a lost property in, in the past. Yeah, but I don't think you could just take it. Well, I think, isn't there after like a certain time period, it's up for grabs? Anyway, <laughs> so he, he gave me a T-shirt, which is great. But I saw that it said, I love Amsterdam on it. <laughs> so not only has my physical being suffered, as I've lost about six gallons of blood, but now my mental capacity is under question. You're going to go thought, for six gallons, Well, you I reckon you've lost six gallons. A large amount of blood, Ollie. Wait, why a is large... your mental capacity under question? Because I've been walking <laughs> around with an I love Amsterdam top on, where's in Paris? What's wrong with that? Well, also, well, it's weird. If you're going to wear one of those, at least make sure you're in the right city. No, it means you look less like a tourist. Well, that's a look, genius anyway. idea. Look, the, the point uh, is, where's on this? That's phenomenal. People will be like, "Oh, he's French. He must just love Amsterdam." Yeah, that's brilliant. Look, the, the point is, I, I was really starting to question whether or not Napoleon's tomb was really worth it. To be honest with you, was it worth going through all this? And well, Napoleon... no, he's already buried in there, so I, I wouldn't bother going there. I don't know if you're with <laughs> me on this, Ollie, but I sort of feel the same way about this conversation. Was it, <laughs> was it worth all this for the last two and a half hours? Napoleon... I, I, I understand, Jack, is why you didn't use the mayonnaise to cover up the bloodstain. Mm-hmm. And the chicken. Well, anyway, Napoleon's well, a divisive figure. You know, Holland was part of Napoleon's empire. I couldn't just saunter in there wearing an, an, an I Love Amsterdam t-shirt. It's been dead that's for hundreds of years, Jack. That's, that's a political statement right there. Yet you were prepared to wander in there wearing a white t-shirt. Who's worn one of them since the 1970s? Um, I might as well have wandered in with a t-shirt saying I love the Duchy of brunswick Lunenburg." <laughs> it's a bit of Napoleonic war history for the fans out there. But you do know, Jack, that wandering in being English is probably just as, just as offensive. Yeah, That is true. That is true. Anyway, I went and nobody seemed to care. So, should, have, um, should have wandered in there with some camouflage, a eh, gentleman? Ah, yeah. nice. There we go. And nice. what's the conclusion of this story, Jack? Uh, you didn't think that's where we'd end up, did you? So uh, that's that's uh, that's the conclusion to that story. From uh, nosebleed on the metro to a Napoleonic history lesson. How about that? The Adventures of Jack Sutton. Join us next week when hopefully he might have a slight itch in his foot somewhere in rural <laughs> Germany. <laughs> this evening's entertainment, we've had a bit of news. Mm-hmm. We've had a bit of a talk show-esque sort of loose women meets um, news night <laughs> with show and tell. Mm. Um, we've had an adventure series, The Adventures of Mr. Sutton. And now it's time for our very own Graham Norton show. Are you ready? Mm. It's the Barry Larry Show. The Barry Larry Show. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Barry Larry Show. Hey, here we go. Well, thank you for joining us all here in the lovely radio theatre we've booked out tonight for the Barry Larry Show. And we've got some fantastic guests on for you. Please give a round of applause for Sprinkles, the Happy Labrador, and his owner, Michael. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Oh, Barry. Yes, hello. I, I'm, I'm Michael. Uh, hello, I'm Michael. I'm human. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, well, Sprinkles, the, uh, the happy Labrador. Well, oh. I've got to say, Michael, what a lovely dog you've got there. And I've got to ask you one question first. Please. What do you think of the current political situation in Iran? Uh, well, uh, clearly the, uh, the situation is troubling. Well, that's, uh, that's taking a bit too long. I'm going to hand that over to Sprinkles, the happy Labrador. Have you had a happy, happy day? I'll tell you what, Barry, I'm sick and tired of this meaningless existence. 
you know, I feel constantly like I'm in an existential whirlpool of nothingness and just want to watch life slip slowly away as I tumble into the dark, dark abyss. Okay, but but sprinkles. Tell tell me about that that story you you, you told our researcher backstage. That that wonderful story with the stick and the man that threw it. Tell tell us that one. The man that used to beat me with the stick. Marco, if I can turn to you for just one second, please. Yeah, please hit me, hit me, Larry. What? All right. Um. Uh, oh. Why did you decide to name this 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 particularly annoying dog Sprinkles the Happy Labrador? Well, it's actually quite a funny story. Um, right, we've we got were... no time for that. Sprinkles, come back to you. You've had a happy, happy day, I understand. Tell us that story about the the ball, the ball and the, and the running after the ball. I remember my balls. Ah, before I got neutered. Fuck. Okay, well, I think we've got to wrap it up there. We've just got time for some music from Rhiannon or somebody like that. And can we all say a big thank you to Sprinkles, the happy Labrador, please? Thank I you, Sprinkles. And his owner, Michael. Thank you, Michael. You are Michael. Michael. <laughs> this has been the Barry Larry Show. Good night. Hey. Well, there you go. Um, that was tremendous fun. Wow. That was, that was insane fun. Well, I, I tell you what, to finish this episode about France and about the French, can I, uh, can I ask you something, Wes? Mm. Which is a, a little, little French joke for you. Ooh. Um, Wes, um, what does... Je ne sais pas mean. I don't know, Ollie. I'll ask someone else. Don't worry about it. <laughs> We've been three men in the boot. See you next week. I didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs>